And I remember thinking like, why are these people still here? Like, shouldn't they have moved on by now? Like I had no concept. <laughs> I had no concept whatsoever of, you know, life and, and how things don't happen by a certain age and how there's like ups and downs and backwards and forwards. I had no concept of that whatsoever. And I think that for me, this journey has taught me that and has taught me not to judge people by like their age or where they're at in life. Welcome to the How to Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. You're here with me, Alessandra Guerra. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Today I'm going to be interviewing the serene and skilled Serena Sneddon. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. This episode is dedicated to anyone who feels lost or feels confused or that they're not on the right path. In this episode, I learned principles for honoring my own journey and accepting myself in the process of my journey. Serena, I'm so excited that we are able to connect today, and I'm so excited to be able to learn from your perspective. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. My first podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited today. We were having some technical difficulties and now that's all sorted. So I'm extra thrilled. Yeah, yeah. So you recently completed your communications degree. Congratulations. How Thank does that feel? You. It's, uh, it's really surreal because it took me, well, the total amount of time that I've been in school was about eight years. So it's been a long journey, but it's finally over and I'm very grateful to be done and to have the degree so it's it's exciting but it's kind of weird at the same time because I've been in school for so many years so it's weird to suddenly not be a student anymore especially with the current coronavirus pandemic happening. I would imagine that it would be a strange transition because you've been working so hard being a student for eight years and all of a sudden it's like congratulations you graduated yeah it's like now what (laughs) exactly it's kind of just like everything stopped and there was no formal goodbye or nothing like that so it's just like okay here we are I don't know what's happening next but I guess we're all in this together (laughs) (laughs) yeah because usually when you graduate there is a transition phase and there is I find for some people that oh I'm not sure what's happening next but now mm-hmm. worldwide, you're right. Everything's kind of just stopped. Yeah. So none of us are really sure what is happening next. Yeah. And I mean, I I was already sort of preparing for that even before this happened. Like I knew that it was going to be weird, but I think that's like my personal experience. But then the added global experience, it's like another layer to it. So yeah, it's interesting. I can't even imagine how interesting that must be to be in that transition phase, but I'm happy that it gives you the time to be able to be online with me today. And a degree in communications, wow. Communications makes me think of building relationships with people. And primarily, I believe the most important relationship is the relationship we have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. What's something that you have learned about yourself recently? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is probably that I'm not quite as extroverted as I thought I was previously. Um, I think before the pandemic happened, I, I always was out or like just, I was always out. Like I was either with friends or I was at school or I was at some sort of a gathering or an event or I was at work. Like I was always around people and I was always talking to people and sometimes that was draining, but usually it would energize me. And that was how I felt like I, like I got inspired was by being around people. But since I haven't been able to do that for the last six weeks, I've realized that it's actually nice to be alone and it's nice to take time to reflect. I mean, I'm a pretty reflective person normally, but um, I guess I've been extra reflective lately. And I think... um, I guess I could call myself an ambivert. I don't really like to use that word because I feel like it's kind of a cop out. (laughs) (laughs) I like to pick a side, but um, I think I would lean, I would say I lean extroverted, but I definitely need my alone time. And I think a lot of people are like that. So it's not super um, unusual, but yeah, I think it's really nice to have time to yourself and um, 
and just grow by yourself. I honestly love how reflective you are. I think it's one of my favorite qualities about you. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, yeah, I like it too, but sometimes it gets kind of annoying because I'm the only one up in this head. So I have to to listen to it all the time. (laughs) But but I, I, I notice when people aren't reflective and I, I, uh, I don't really like that in other people. Like if someone doesn't, (laughs) if someone has no uh, sense of self, I'm like, okay, I feel like I can't really relate to you. So bye. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I was actually just gonna ask you, how do you think that insight about yourself has helped you communicate with other people? Um, I think honestly, like, the people that I've met in the last few years, like since, um, since I came to SFU, which is the school I got my degree at, so Simon Fraser University here in Vancouver, um, I got to SFU in 2017. So for the last three or so years, I feel like I've been in a different mindset than I was prior to that. Like I think prior to that, I was a lot more... Um, I don't know, like, I, I think I didn't really think as deeply as I do now. And I think I think more deeply because of just the experiences that I've had with being in school for so many years and the feelings that that's brought up. So I feel like sometimes when I meet people, um, and then most of the people that I've met at SFU have been younger than me, obviously, since they're, they're starting out. And then I came in kind of halfway towards the end of my degree, like halfway between halfway and like the end of my degree, I guess. So meeting people who hadn't really been through the same things that I'd been through, I feel like sometimes there was a little bit of a disconnect there. So I feel like sometimes I'm kind of irritated with myself for being so reflective and introspective, if I'm being honest, because I think it makes certain encounters just harder because you're more aware of things and you don't really you don't really just take it at face value like I I tend to look at things a little deeper and I think sometimes that just creates more difficulty for you and sometimes you kind of have to learn when something just needs to be left I guess as it is so that's something that I've that I've realized over the last few years is I need to kind of learn how to how to find that balance between I mean sometimes I think I find it but I think there are times when it just feels like like I think more than some of the people I'm interacting with um or at least that's how I perceive it and then and then I feel like I'm just overthinking things (laughs) which I feel like I'm overthinking this answer now so (laughs) So I guess it all kind of it all kind of ties together. <laughs> From one overthinker to another, I completely understand that. Do you feel like overthinking this being able to reflect this quality, do you feel like that helps make you more guarded or more vulnerable around people? Um kind of both, honestly. <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> Cause I find like um if someone kind of has like an easygoing soft energy I feel more inclined to be vulnerable with them but I think sometimes that can backfire because I think sometimes people present that self outwardly but internally they're going through things that you're not really aware of and then it can come out later on that maybe they weren't as accepting and as understanding as you originally thought they were so that's something that kind of happened to me this past year with someone that I was friends with um so that was difficult because I do like to be vulnerable like I think at my core I am a pretty vulnerable person but I think for me I know a lot of people struggle with that more than I do I think everyone does to some extent but I think for me like I struggle with it um not as much as some people do so I'm more afraid of being vulnerable with someone who can't be vulnerable back because then I feel like I'm the only one who's extending myself in a relationship. So that's like 
my biggest fear. It's not so much the vulnerability. It's not, it's being, um, it's not having someone who can be vulnerable back. Hmm. The equal reciprocation, yeah. the equal vulnerability and investment. I totally understand that. Yeah. Because you're a pretty honest person and something like honest with your emotions and honest with what you're saying. And you do feel deeply. Yeah. I know that about yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> something I really admire about you actually is that even when you are feeling deeply, you're able to set emotionally boundaries that allow you to process your feelings without pushing them onto others. Yes. What is it that allows you to set those boundaries? Um, so I think like, I think everything or I think everyone to some extent projects onto other people. I think everyone has done that at some point or another. Um, I think it's just like a natural human thing to do. But I know that projecting can hurt other people and it can cause unnecessary um, miscommunication and pain. And um, I mean, I I guess I've kind of seen that throughout my life, but um, I did see that in one relationship that I was in in the last year that involved another friend. And it was like a friendship thing that kind of went awry. Um, and I think like my, my mindfulness towards my own feelings comes from past experiences and comes from seeing other people not being quite as thoughtful and considerate about their own emotions and how they might affect other people. Mm-hmm. So I think for myself, like, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure I haven't been perfect in this throughout my life, but I always try to keep certain things to myself or at least not like make it seem like I'm projecting them onto someone else like if I'm feeling something like I like to be able to share that with my friends but I don't want it to ever come across as me blaming them or as me saying that that they're the reason why I feel this way because I think that sometimes being around certain people can bring certain aspects of ourselves out but I don't necessarily think that the people who bring those aspects out are the reason for us feeling that way but I think I think a lot of people mistake it for that and I I think that that can cause unnecessary pain and discomfort wow yeah I agree with you so what is it when you're able to like what techniques or language or wording are you using to communicate that to your friends because you said you're you want to be able to share with your friends and people that are important to you what it is that you're feeling without projecting what it is that you're feeling on them. Yeah, I mean, I think I just kind of say like, oh, I've been, I've been feeling this way lately. I don't really know why. Like, I don't, I don't say like, oh, you did this, which caused me to feel this. Like, I just say, I just say what I'm feeling and I don't make it about them at all. I just say like, the way that I've been feeling and you know for them to kind of hear what I've been going through so I I don't want to make it out to seem like it's an attack on them or because of them because I don't think I think a lot of the times like I just said the way that we feel is not because of someone else but just certain things are being brought to the surface because of the experiences that we find ourselves in yeah there's a lot that that's bringing up conflicts Mm -hmm. I think especially as people are getting cooped up in their home I mean for me it's been over a month six weeks yikes I can't believe it's been that long of social isolation and I find it incredibly easy like these past two days I just feel restless And when I'm not feeling restless, I just find it incredibly easy to get lost in my own world. And I find that it's easier to stay in my own world than connect with people. Mm -hmm. What is something that helps you connect with people and expand your horizons? Hmm. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, how do I connect with people? I feel like, I mean, these days it's obviously more difficult because of the pandemic but mm, I guess just like 
in this current climate, probably just uh, things that I find online or things that my friends find online that we share with one another, like funny memes or crazy news stories. And we just talk about what's going on and just kind of comment on the the state of the world currently. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of it for now. And then it's kind of hard to think about prior to this because... <laughs> It's like once when, when a change this big happens, it's it's hard to look back almost. Like it's in some ways it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but at the same time it feels like it was so long ago and everything's changed now. Yeah, there's a lot that's changed. And something that's changed for me is just realizing that I I'm not great at online. I feel like in person I'm better. Like I'm like I'm present I'm engaged online like I just don't really answer text messages like I'll answer calls but not text messages Mm -hmm. I'll like answer them in my head and Mm -hmm. just never respond and I didn't know that about myself yeah I was like oh that's not great I'm not great to keep in touch (laughs) well I don't I think I definitely don't think you're as bad as some people so I wouldn't be too hard on yourself (laughs) (laughs) like I don't I don't honestly notice that with you but I definitely notice it with some other people that I know are great in person so (laughs) it's funny how that is though like I I personally think I'm pretty good online like I don't I don't know I think I'm pretty weird and I think sometimes people don't know how to handle me online <laughs> like I think if someone doesn't know me that well and even some of my friends I think sometimes misinterpret what I'm saying because I I can kind of just be all over the place and maybe sometimes I won't use like the right emoji that they're that they would associate with what I'm saying I don't know like it's just it's hard when you're doing text conversations to really get your point across but um what are your top three emojis that you oh use? my gosh okay let's see I know that I've been using um like the sideways laughing face a lot like the the tilted one <laughs> the flirty face no like um, oh no the laughing face yeah so I there's see, there's like the yeah. normal laughing face that's my number one and then there's the one that's kind of like tilted a bit yes and that's the one that looks it makes me feel like they're jumping up and down laughing yeah that's my number two and then my number three is like the smile with the little sweat drop on the forehead <laughs> I love that one because that's that's how I feel all the time basically <laughs> so yeah those are my top three <laughs> so something that that makes me think of is like instant messaging it's so yeah. fast yeah. and at times it's easy to want things now mm-hmm. and fast and in our own way <clears throat> what have you learned about the process of achieving your goals mm. The process of achieving my goals. Hmm. (laughs) That's honestly something that I haven't really gotten to yet in life. Um, So previously, I had this goal of one day being a lawyer. Um, So that was like, that was my goal from 2010. So like grade 10 to about uh, fourth no maybe even fifth year of university yeah I don't know it might be confusing for some of your listeners being like how was she in university for five years and then she changed her mind it's a whole long story that (laughs) I don't think we have time for today but basically like yeah so in grade 10 I had this dream of becoming a lawyer someday and then yeah I was in university for about I guess four years before I changed my mind on that and since then it's been kind of difficult for me to find a replacement dream (laughs) um I don't really have like like I have an idea of like what I want but it's not like it's not like oh I want this job or I want to work for this company or I want to you know make this much money or have these many clients like it's I'm still figuring out like what I even want to do it's been a week since my last exam so it's been like one week since everything ended and you know sitting at home in quarantine so I think for me like maybe maybe a realistic goal would be just to get to a mindset where I feel like I can set goals again Mm -hmm. that's that's a good goal (laughs) 
that's something I just thought of (laughs) Um, because I feel like for so long like I just I was trying to get by I was just trying to get through the semester and then on to the next one and then through that one and on to the next one and I never really thought about how my life was going to go beyond that so I think yeah for me now it's like just getting to a headspace where I'm happy with where I'm at even if like even if things are not amazing like I'm thankful for the things that I have and I'm I'm happy to be where I'm at and to have my health and everything like that and I'm just I'm looking forward and I'm not looking backward anymore because for me these eight years have been really difficult and I want to be able to put them behind me and kind of make the life that I want and kind of figure that out along the way because I'm I'm the type of person where I can have an idea of how I want things to go but I never I think that life is just so unpredictable and I think this virus can really show us that so I think it's um sorry it's really important to realize that we're not in control of everything and all we can really do is our best and take one step each day but there's a lot outside of our control and that's okay just kind of go with the process trust that it'll all work out because I think it will and yeah just just keep going I love that gratitude is so empowering yes and enjoying I think enjoying the process of journey this process of what it is that we're becoming I think that is empowering because in that journey, especially for me, I've learned more about myself than me being before, like, oh my gosh, this has to happen in my way. The goal has to happen in this precise way. And I thought that success was only defined in this very specific way. Yeah. And I've been learning that the journey of this process of getting to where I want to go <clears throat> is a successful journey in of itself. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I think I think that's not really emphasized enough. So anytime that we can, we should emphasize it because it's, it's definitely true. So you've shared with me on a couple occasions and I quote, life isn't linear. The journey is more valuable than your perceived destination. Close quote. Why is that message important to you? Um, So I think when I first started out, Um, I started out like right out of high school. I started at Douglas College here in the Vancouver area. Um, 18 years old, didn't really have any other idea other than, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to law school one day. Like, that's all I thought. I had no idea how anything was going to go. And I remember at Douglas, there were a lot of people there who are older than me, like in their 20s. And I remember thinking, like, why are these people still here? Like, shouldn't they have moved on by now? Like, I had no concept. (laughs) I had no concept whatsoever of, you know, life and and how things don't happen by a certain age and how there's, like, ups and downs and backwards and forwards. I had no concept of that whatsoever. And I think that, for me, this journey has taught me that and has taught me not to judge people by – like their age or where they're at in life because I see so many people still that don't understand that because they haven't struggled with that they've had like you know they've done their four years or their five years and they've maybe they've had little struggles here and there but they haven't really had to start over from scratch halfway through or you know, gone through like a major depression or anything like that. So they don't really understand how certain people can struggle with the academic process. And so I think for me, having gone through the last eight years, I've realized now that life is not linear and there are many ups and downs in life. And even if you haven't gone through them yet, like you may later on, you don't know. Um, People are getting married later now. People are having kids later now. There's really no um, right time, I guess, for the general population to do anything. You just have to take it one day at a time and and go with go with how you're feeling, which I think when I say how you're feeling, I mean intuitively. Um, just kind of learn to trust that intuition, to trust that gut feeling, because I think it will always lead you in the right direction. So, yeah. Um, I think a lot of, especially younger people, I think, who haven't really gone through 
a lot of complex experiences um, don't understand the the fact that life can be very unpredictable and it can go up and down and backwards and forwards and and that that's okay so that's like why I'm really passionate about that because of my own experiences with that and and how it's kind of opened up my mind to realizing that life is life is different for everyone the journey is very different for everyone yeah and I think I do think goals are important and expectations are important, but I feel like it's almost harmful when people, especially when I in the past have, and I'm still working with this, I haven't by any means fixed this altogether out of my character or or thinking, but I think it's harmful thinking I have this goal and these expectations and it needs to happen Mm -hmm. in just the way that I'm thinking. What challenges have you created when you've thought that there's only one way in a specific timeline to accomplish something oh my gosh (laughs) I feel feel like uh probably everything so I so I did my first two years at Douglas like I said and then after that I took a year off and I was in Europe for a year so I did a few months in London I did a few months in France and then when I came back I enrolled at UVic the University of Victoria on Vancouver Island And I was there for a year. And while I was there, I took five classes each semester because I was determined to finish my last two years in two years. That was what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm doing everything in four years and then a gap year in between. Like, I literally had no concept of how university life was. Um, Because now that I've been through it, that's a very difficult thing to accomplish. And any anyone who can do that is like very disciplined if they're able to do that. So I think for me, like uh, being in five classes each semester, I was also in a sorority at the time, which was extremely time consuming. Uh, That was way too much for me. And I was also just um, going through a lot of stuff personally. I think being abroad and going through all these experiences for the first time and then coming home, it was very jarring for me. So I just like put too much on myself and I wasn't able to do any of it well. And so I ended up leaving UVic because of that, because I just didn't really feel good there. So I think that was like a choice that I made based on this timeline that I had in my head. If I had just come home and maybe worked for a while instead of going back to school or taken less courses, I think I would have had a better time with it. But because I was so insistent that I needed to finish in four years, in five years with the year off, I I made these choices that weren't really healthy for me. So that was probably the biggest thing from the last eight years was that year at UVic and just pushing myself too hard and in the end not getting what I thought I wanted at the time, what I thought I needed. You know, it just reminds me of something that my mom used to tell me growing up constantly. And I was like, mom, I get it. She'd be like, be flexible. I mm-hmm. be flexible. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm so flexible. I'm so great. I'm so adaptable. But she was talking about, like I shared in my mind for such a long time. And even now, like I still have to like do work with this is that I think there's just one set way to do this and like I said goals and expectations are great and they're healthy but having it that non-flexibility this rigidity I think that's very harmful yeah so with your non-linear experiences how do you define success (sighs) I mean I think success ultimately is feeling like you did what you were put on this earth to do and you did it as authentically as you could have possibly done it. Like, I think when I, when I look back on my life someday, I want to be proud and I want to feel like, like I did all that I could to, to share my viewpoint with the world. I think everyone has a gift or a viewpoint to share with the world. And I think we were all put here to share our perspectives and to help others. And I, I really want to help people be their, their own best version of themselves. Like I think that there are so many people out there like dating coaches and 
life coaches and blah 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 and they they tell you do this do that like this is how you become a good boyfriend or a good dater and it's like all of that is fine and well but at the end of the day I think some of these people lack nuance and they lack um being able to look at because you can't you can't really generalize certain things like you can't speak to a large audience and say if you do a b and c you're guaranteed success in life I think every person is so individual and their journey is so individual that you really have to look at that individual person and their individual experiences and their journey in order to really help them and so I think that we can gain good advice from some of these people but you need to remember at the end of the day that you're you're the the captain of your own life and I think that's why for me intuition is so important trusting your intuition not just going off of what other people say you should do but ultimately relying on what feels right for you and what you think and what ultimately you know because I think we know more than we realize mm-hmm. I, think, I think we actually have all of the answers we just we get clouded by other people's opinions and we get clouded by what the media tells us what society tells us what our perceived um expectations that other people have of us and I think we forget that we actually have all the answers within us so I think if you can learn to unlock those answers and you can rely on yourself then I think that you'll have lived a successful life ultimately that's beautiful and I agree with that so strongly my mom is always saying we're all our own experts. Yes. All the answers, we already have them inside of us. We just yeah. have to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can like give an example in terms of dating and relationships, trying to relate to men or boys in my life. Like I think, I, I think in the past I've, I've sought out different opinions and I've asked people like, what should I do? Like, oh my gosh, he said this or this happened what do I do now? And then they'll like, tell me something. And then I'll just be so frantic that I'll just like do it. Like one, like one time last summer, um, I was texting this guy and I was just like saying all this stuff. And just because I like wanted to talk to him so desperately and it wasn't even authentic. I just wanted to talk to this guy so badly because I had become honestly so obsessed with him (laughs) that I was just saying all this stuff and then I didn't know what to say next so I asked my friend like what should I say and then she was like say this and it was like something so dumb that I wouldn't normally say and it was and then I feel like in the end like I wasn't even being myself and I wasn't really showing him who I really am and um and then I think when you when you seek out too many outside opinions you you become confused And then when you're confused, you don't feel as confident and you can't really, Mm -hmm. you can't really put your best foot forward and show your true authentic self with strength and authenticity. So that's why I think it's so important to just be able to trust yourself. But that obviously takes time and, and, you know, it's, it's fine to ask for opinions, you know, just out of curiosity, but ultimately like you need to be able to trust yourself because you do know what's best for you and things feel right I think I think everybody has their own everybody has their own moral compass yeah and whatever feels right to me may not feel right to you and vice versa I but I think as long as we honor what feels right to us and we're authentic with that I think that's where happiness comes in this internal peace and harmony comes in and that does exude confidence yeah exactly yeah. Something that you were talking about was about your intuition. What do you do to build your trust with yourself? I mean, that's something that is like definitely top of like my list of priorities right now. Um, I think honestly, like I think right now it's it's hard to really um, – <clears throat> to really have opportunities to trust or to test, I guess, the trust that you have with yourself. But I think like little things that I do is just journaling or um, something I haven't really done, but I need to do is meditate. I heard that a lot of people 
meditate and that that really helps them and I think that's the next thing that I need to start doing um just finding things I guess that speak to me that resonate with me um just kind of showing that I'm that I'm moving in the right direction and that my thoughts are on track with where I need to be going with what's right for me um and just I think too like when when you talk to people and you feel like you're being understood, I know that that helps me build my trust with myself because I, I sometimes like feel that I'm not accurately expressing myself. Um, and I guess sometimes I feel like when I talk to people, I'm not being properly understood. Um, and then that makes me not trust myself. So when I can see that people are receiving my message in the way that I intended it to be received, I feel like, okay, I can talk to people. This is working. Um, so yeah, little things like that. Um, and then I think in line with more professional goals, I would say just um, starting to do starting to do more professional things. So I've been volunteering with, um, with a local organization that helps women who are fleeing abuse mm. and they're called shelter movers and they help women move out of their abusive homes. So that's been a really good opportunity for me to, to sort of flex my professional side because I haven't really had much of an opportunity to do that yet to build my professional side and then I think that's a different side of you that that helps build that trust with yourself so kind of starting to go into that more and work more with them and just all of these things I think your professional side your personal side your relationships with your friends and family I think when you invest in those and build those I think over time your trust will slowly build so that's kind of what I'm hoping for wow I love that that's great by the way that you're working with the woman and helping them at this time because I know that the domestic violence has yes yes kind of skyrocketed, yeah that's which is really sad yeah that's something that I need to write about because um yeah I think a lot of what I'll be doing at least well, probably for the rest of my life, but um, with this organization, I'll be writing a blog for them. And so I, I definitely want to write about the how COVID-19 has kind of increased um, domestic violence and stuff like that, which is really unfortunate and sad to see. That is really commendable that you're doing that. And, you know, a lot of love and light to the women that are going through a hard time, the men too, and the children. Yeah as well that are in those domestic violence situations. They're very lucky to have you on their team blogging about them. I look forward to reading what you write. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and before I get, because I could get carried on a tangent about domestic violence and trauma like yeah. very easily. It's something I do. I'm very passionate about talking about. But I just want to go back to something that you were saying with building trust. One of the things that you talked about was building more sides of yourself the professional side and different aspects of yourself yeah and I think I just want to highlight this because creating more dimensions to yourself adding more parts to your identity like learning a language taking up a hobby building relationships um, marketing networking sports whatever it is that you want to do adding skills I think all these things add to self-trust mm -hmm. I think this is a big thing that has helped me build trust with myself and just feel more of a sense of self and not just feel like I'm defined by one thing, but just to feel that I'm more whole and complete and that there's different elements of me. Yeah, definitely. But one thing that has held me back with that and with self-trust is earlier you mentioned that we can ask a lot of opinions of people and that can create confusion. And I think as equally harmful is fear. Like just this mm -hmm. fear of maybe not wanting to explore new things or not trusting myself. Yeah. What do you do to combat fear? Like how do you get over fear? Mm, so I have, oh, I don't know if I still have it. I think, wait, let me see. <laughs> no, I don't. I used to have this poster um, on my wall and it said, um, 
it's a it's a verse from the Bible actually. It's a Corinthians. I can't remember the the numbers, but it's like um, let all that you do be done with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's like kind of what I believe, even though I feel like I don't practice it as well as I'd like to. Um. But I'm one of those people who would love to show compassion to everyone. Like that's my ideal goal is to be able to just show compassion to even people that that most people wouldn't think deserve compassion and I think it's very hard to do that when you're still building your trust with yourself because when you express that to other people a lot of the times it's not well received Mm -hmm. so um yeah like it's just it's very controversial um to be overly compassionate but you can definitely start with the people around you for sure um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that's like kind of what I live or what I would like to live by ultimately um but I think I'm reminded of that when I watch um so I I watch these tarot card videos actually and I don't watch them all the time but here and there I'll watch them I used to watch them more when I was like cuz a lot of them are um sort of directed at people who are in a relationship or who have someone in mind so someone sometimes I would watch those and um they're just a general reading and they kind of I mean I don't know I don't necessarily view them with the utmost accuracy necessarily but I I just think that some some of the messages in those videos are really positive and affirming and a lot of the things that they um express are just to to let go of fear there's this one um lady that i watch and her name is well her name is claire summer but her channel is called lumiere tarot if you're interested in that kind of thing but um (laughs) she just talks about um doing things with love and and doing things from the heart space and i really like that so when i can hear those messages in media or in anything that I'm consuming that kind of helps um, affirm that belief that I have that maybe sometimes I forget or that isn't affirmed by other people or in other ways. You know, that just reminds me of another verse in the Bible. It's perfect love casts out all fear. And something that I've learned with myself as I've been building trust with myself is that the more that I show myself love and care the more that I feel that I can trust myself yeah what do you believe your purpose is Serena um I think that I think I was put here to inspire I think um I also think that I'm the type of person where I I kind of gravitate towards many things in life. And um, like I kind of, I feel like one day I'll kind of be like a jack of all trades and I'll, I'll be the type of person who has knowledge on a lot of different subjects. And I think ultimately though, I just, I really want to inspire people to just um, find what resonates with them and keep moving towards that so I don't know yeah in terms of a job it's hard to say but for me it's like the spiritual the spiritual level the spiritual aspect of it I think is is kind of ultimately the most important thing and that's just to inspire people to to do what's right for them and to to follow their passions and to follow their their intuition and to live life from that from that beautiful heart space, as Lumiere Tara would say. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it is spiritual. I think it comes down to, for me, it's, it just comes down to what makes my soul feel alive mm-hmm. and fulfilled, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel in touch with myself yeah. and aligned with God and aligned for my purpose of creation. And a lot of that even when I didn't know that stuff, like when I didn't believe in a God, there was stuff that I would do when I was serving other people where I felt alive and I felt really good and I felt fulfilled. And that's something that I can't shake. And then the more that I've explored 
God and built a relationship with God, the more that I feel that I'm in touch with, this also fulfills something in my soul. Mm -hmm. And so I agree. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, purpose has to be a professional thing. I think it has to be with what satisfies your soul, Mm -hmm. what fulfills your soul. Yeah. And like, kind of going off of that, the one thing that I've found over the last few years when I've struggled so much and trying to find what I'm meant to do in terms of a profession has been every time I meet someone and I just click with them it's like I I live off that like that keeps me going for weeks and months like I can think of every time that I just like had a good interaction with someone and it just it makes me feel so good when they just they listen to what you have to say and you listen to what they have to say and sometimes like you don't get that with everyone but when you do get that with someone it's just such a beautiful thing and it it honestly makes me so happy and so excited and I, I wish that um, that I could have more of that and that and that more people would kind of speak out about that too because I definitely think that everyone enjoys that and everyone wants to feel connection and I think we live in a culture where people shy away from that and um, people seek out more surface level connections because I think they're afraid of being hurt. Hmm. Um, and I get that obviously I mean as humans we don't want to be hurt but I really would encourage people to try and and work past that and and really just try and connect on a deeper level again because it's so important and it it really does make so much of a difference and I think it really helps not only your mental health but your physical health feeling connected to other people it's it's honestly like what we were hardwired to do so whenever I feel those connections with other people, I feel like my soul is being satisfied. And that's like the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that I can say is like those, those deep connections with people, that's, that makes me the happiest. You know, I've known you for a while now, so I love that I can hear you smiling <laughs> in your voice as you're talking about your love to connect with people. Yeah. Because you're right. <laughs> That is one thing that I think you're amazing at. It's just your ability to connect with people, to be authentic and to be vulnerable with people. And connecting is one of our basic human needs. Yeah. But sometimes, like you said, fear just holds us yeah, back. Yeah, definitely. It's hard. It's challenging to be vulnerable. Like I've said, it's especially now, I feel like if possible, like I'm more guarded than before at times. I'm just like, I'm just going to stay in my own world and not respond back to messages. Why not? Oh, definitely. I think we all struggle with it in different ways. But I think like for me, I think I've also absorbed some other people's fear too, because I, like I said, Mm -hmm. I've spent too much time seeking out outside opinions. And then I absorb the fear from those opinions. And then I start to see things not for what they are. And I start to maybe unfairly judge someone before I've gotten to fully know them and then I became become afraid of them and then it's just this whole thing but um yeah (laughs) we're just trying to move on from that and and uh any 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 connections to come I feel I really want to work towards just coming from my heart space and not projecting any fear onto the situation because you can cause a lot of damage doing that and you can miss out on like yeah. A really beautiful opportunity to get to know someone worthwhile. Yes. Actually, something that I'm trying to do since I've been aware now of this thing is that I'm trying to answer questions as honestly, like in the moment, yeah. as honestly as possible. And I don't give myself too long to think about it because I'm an overthinker. Yeah. And so I feel like I'll just psych myself out and I'll be like, oh, I'll just give like a superficial response. That's as far enough as it should go. Yeah. But if I just commit to myself and follow through to answering a question as honestly and authentically as possible within seconds, then I find that I feel braver than if I were to like think of I'm like, uh, well, what are they going to think? Yeah. How's this is going to play out. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I, I like to do that, too. So something I believe in, Serena, is that we're all of us. Each of us is empowered at any point to improve the quality of our life. What's something that you've empowered yourself to do that has improved the quality of your life? Oh, wow. <laughs> mm. I'm going to have to think about this. <laughs> so something that I've done that has helped me to improve the quality of my life, something something that I've 
felt empowered to do or been empowered to do yeah just something that you've done that has allowed you to improve the quality of your Mm -hmm. life well as much as it may annoy me I feel like uh being introspective and not shying away from those feelings has ultimately improved the quality of my life because I think I think it's a tool that will serve me in the future and I Mm -hmm. think that up until this point I've just been kind of using it for the first time and so I'm like still ironing out the kinks and trying to figure out how to best use this tool but I think it is a tool and I think being very intuitive and being empathetic towards people towards a large variety of people I think is a beautiful thing and I I think I think I might have not fully seen the depth of what it can do but I definitely think that that's something that will improve the quality of my life and honestly already has but um, I think I'll see more of it in the future and I think just being brave enough to embrace that part of me is like the empowering part of it but it's definitely still something that I'm that I'm working towards like it's better some days than other days there's ups and there's downs but that's something that ultimately I think is going to really um maybe set me aside from set me apart from other people and improve my own life quality that's like I've said that's something that I really admire about you your ability to do that and the reason why I admire it so much is because I feel like having that ability allows you to take a look at what is happening and how you react to life and then say okay what do I want to take from this and move forward or maybe is there an opportunity for growth and I think that shows a lot of emotional maturity and I think it's one of the great things that you have with those emotional boundaries where you're allowed to you give yourself a space to process whatever emotion you're feeling without projecting it to other people. That's one of my favorite qualities about you. Thank you. And I am so glad that you see that. And it's nice to be recognized for that because it is something that I really, that I really work to do. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I see you. And I love that about you so much. Thank you. What's one thing that you'd like to empower other people to do to improve the quality of their life? Oh, I think the biggest thing is to just embrace your softer side because um, a lot of people shy away from that. Like I said, a lot of people just are afraid of, of being hurt, of being ridiculed, of not being taken seriously. There's still this huge, um, I guess, stigma surrounding being emotional and showing your feelings like a lot of people still see it as a vulnerability as something that um that can be uh what's the word that I'm looking for something that can be I guess taken advantage of Mm. um especially in a professional setting everyone is I mean I'm hoping that this um COVID-19 crisis can really change our outlook on this and I'm I'm seeing little examples of it, but I'm really hoping that it will continue. I think we should just approach every situation with as much empathy and compassion as we can. And I really, really just, I believe in that so strongly. And um, because we're in, we're human beings every day in everything that we do. And I think sometimes in the past that's been forgotten in certain situations, mm. Um but I think it's very important to always show compassion towards our fellow human beings because you never know what's going on in their head. Um, mental health is very important. It's a huge thing. It's something that everyone deals with. So just to show compassion to other people and to be, to be as vulnerable as you can, um, I guess, as safely as you can. Like, don't, you know, don't feel like you have to, overshare or anything like that but if you can be vulnerable with someone even just like with one little thing I think that that can really build that confidence in your emotional self and can ultimately help the world become a more open and caring place for the people listening to your voice today who maybe are scared to be vulnerable or hesitant to be vulnerable 
What's something you would say to encourage them? What words of encouragement would you give them? Um, I think you have to, I think if it's something that you're not used to, that you um, don't have experience in, I would say listen to your body, listen to how you're feeling physically. This is something that therapists always talk about. And I definitely need to do it more myself because sometimes when I have been in therapy, they'll say, so what are you feeling physically right now? And I'm always <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I <laughs> But I think when you think about it, um, certain people make you feel at ease. Like if you feel comfortable, if your shoulders are relaxed and, um, you know, your breathing is flowing naturally, um, there's no stiffness in your neck or anything like that. Like that, those are signs that you're comfortable with someone. And I think if you're feeling comfortable with someone, then I think even if you're not ready to share anything personally, just say like, if the conversation is headed in that direction, you could just say, oh, I, you know, I'm usually quite scared to, to share personal things or just, just say that you're, it's not something you're used to doing. And I think if the other person is making you feel comfortable, I'm sure that they'll receive that well and that they won't be disrespectful about it. Um, and then also, like, on the other hand, if you're, if someone isn't really making you feel comfortable, then, you know, maybe um, step away from that conversation or just realize that maybe this is someone that you do need to be more reserved with. Because as much as I preach being open and being vulnerable, it is something that you kind of have to protect as well because your energy is very valuable and you don't want to share your energy with everyone because some people won't receive it very well so I think just listening to your body and if you're comfortable enough to just say like you know this is something that I'm not used to doing or I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable sharing or you know just just something that will let the other person know that maybe it's not something that you're used to doing but if you're headed in a more personal direction that they can just reassure you that it's okay to share and that they're they're an empathetic listener I really like that and I just want to highlight that you say listen to your body and you talked about earlier how we already know like you said you believe we all have our own answers already and we already know and I think a lot of times I can look back because hindsight is 2020 and be like oh wow like my instincts initially were this my feelings were Mm -hmm. this but it's easy I think at times to overlook that and so I like being in tune with what your body is saying with how you're feeling and where you're feeling yes yes definitely So something that I believe, and that's a big message of this podcast, is that I believe that we're all empowered to create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that we want. I feel that in my heart, in my soul, to be true. And so my last question to you, Serena, is what is a reality you want to create in your life? Um, I want to create... I want to create the reality where... uh, where everything that every interaction that I have with people comes from a place of love and a place of compassion and I want to get to a place where I'm confident enough in who I am that when other people come to me with things that perhaps I haven't personally gone through that I don't um that I don't take that on, that I can listen without any judgment and that I can just just be there for that person because it's so valuable to have that. And I think, I think that there are a lot of people who, like I said, they project things and, and then they take things on that they don't need to take on and then it affects them negatively. So I just want to create a world where everyone is free to express express themselves authentically and without judgment and just be supported and loved by the people who resonate with them the most. And even, you know, in interactions that are not as deep as that, I just want us to be able to to listen and to to still 
come from a place of love. I don't think that, you know, when you show love to someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you love them. Like they're, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your mom or dad. Like it's just showing love to someone, showing respect, compassion, um, recognizing their humanity. Those things are, I think, what really encompasses love. So just kind of challenging your idea of love and looking at it in other ways rather than just like romantic love or the love mm-hmm. between a mom and a daughter, like things that things that kind of go outside of that norm because you can show anyone love. And um, I think mm-hmm. I think that's not really talked about enough. So I want to I want to create a reality where where we can all be loving towards one another. I love that so much. And I feel like this is the most I've mentioned my mom in any <laughs> podcast interview. <laughs> when you're talking, I just like hear my mom I love talking. That. Also. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> if, if... Because she tells us constantly to act out of a place of love. She says that every time we're acting out of a place of fear, That's, yeah. we're we're acting in a place that's not empowered exactly and so an empowered state is acting out of a place of love and something that I'll just share is we were at the grocery store and obviously there's this stay six feet apart when you're paying and stuff like that and one of the cashiers was kind of rude they were like hey move the line and you have to keep in mind I've gone shopping like maybe twice since this thing came out because I'm like oh I just don't want to deal with it so I'm not used to the line again my mom's not used to the line And the cashier was rude, but my mom and I weren't bothered. And we were just like, okay, we just like responded with love. And that's not to say that I respond in every scenario with love, man. I love that. Oh yeah, no one one does. Yeah. That'd be great. But in that scenario, it was easy to respond in love because immediately my mom and I were just like, well, she's scared. Yeah. And I found that my mom, because she is a transformational coach. And so something she's been training us to do as a family, because we've all been together during this time is she's training us to be like okay someone reacting out of a place of love or fear and when I see someone in my family because it's I think it's harder when you live with people they just get on your nerves Mm -hmm. a little bit easier because there's just like together all the time and when I see someone reacting out of a place of fear or when people see me and my family acting out of a place of fear I find that it's a lot easier to have compassion with them and for them to have compassion with me And then when we're reacting out of a place of love or acting out of a place of love, I find that to be more empowering and setting more harmony and again, fulfilling that soul, that stuff that I was talking about earlier. Before we end this interview, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And I just want to give you gratitude for your ability to connect with people and to be sincere and authentic. That's something that I honestly admire so much about you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Aleph, for having me on the podcast. Um, you're doing great work here. Um, I still need to catch up on every episode, but I, <laughs> I've listened to like, I think four or five now. And I, I think you're, you're a very good speaker. And that's something that I really always look at in people. I love people who, um, who can articulate themselves well and deliver a message well. And that's kind of a goal that I have for myself and my own life and career and you you ask good questions and you listen and you listen in your personal life too which I've known obviously um and you do really good work um with the healing circles that you do as well so so thank you so much for having me and for giving me this opportunity because I think I think that this is kind of how my life is gonna go is talking about this kind of stuff so (laughs) I just have a feeling (laughs) I love that so much. And thank you. That means so much to me. Because as you know, English is not my first language. And it's funny, because at one point, I was at ESL, and I could not speak this language. And I was so frustrated. I just listened listened to that episode last night, where you were telling the story of, um, of, yeah, like your struggles with English. And I, I don't, I mean, I guess I knew that you were born in Peru, but I guess I never really thought about it that much. Like, I didn't know that it was something that you struggled with. Because I just, I don't know, I saw like, I just saw you as like one of us, you know, like raised, yeah. raised in Canada, basically. So I, I never thought about that. But yeah, that that is quite amazing when you think about it. Um, yeah, because you don't you don't sound like you have an accent or anything like that. So you've you've definitely achieved that. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can hear it in some of the podcasts where I'm like mispronouncing stuff. Oh, that's okay. and I just keep it in there because I want people to know that yeah, you know I'm flawed and that English is still not something I've totally dominated. I mean, and yeah. I had to learn it when I was six, and I just remember the first word I ever learned was a color, and it was brown, and I yeah. just feel like that's just one of the most fulfilling things because I never ever thought I would learn this language and I just wanted that ESL teacher to give up and I wish I remembered her name because she was so patient and just so kind and whenever I speak English I'm just so grateful that she didn't give up on me yeah yeah and those are those are the types of people we need in every profession that's that's when you kind of see the difference between a profession and someone's calling is you know she could have just done the bare minimum for her job but she really invested in you because she knew that if she if she inspired you enough that that you would succeed so that's those are the kind of people that we need and I want to celebrate you because you're one of those people you're (laughs) someone that's just moving forward with everything that you're doing and the work that you're going to be doing with the blog and the women and raising awareness for domestic violence and your message of honoring the journey without having these expectations it's just honoring whatever our journey yes is without comparing it to anyone else yes absolutely so where can people connect with you serena um so my instagram uh is serena elizabeth so it's serena s-e-r-e-n-a and then elizabeth so without the e at the front so it's just l-i-z-a-b-e-t-h-h and then i also have a blog which is serena elizabeth just with one at the end, serenaelizabeth.com. I'll be writing more there. I haven't written that much, but I'll be writing. I've written about, I've written one poem. I've written about experiences that I've had with guys and just my thoughts. So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about. I'm probably going to be talking about a lot of things on there. uh, So look out for that as well. If you're interested, I love to write. I love to think. And yeah, I that's kind of what I have going on for now. So hopefully check me out. <laughs> I, love I love to think. <laughs> and is this blog where you're going to be writing about the domestic violence awareness um, too? No, actually, if you want to um, look into that, you can go to sheltermovers.com. I believe the blog will be on there. And that's the website for this organization that helps women who are fleeing abuse. So that will be where that blog will be. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was a joy to have you on. Everyone go check out her pages. Serena's very, very talented. Thank you. Thank you so much, Allah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Whatever your road is right now, whatever your journey, I want to leave you with this truth today. You are empowered to create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.